with another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast following uh, Saturday's 75-70 win over Northwestern at Mackey Arena. Uh, Purdue bounces back after the one-point loss at Maryland. Um, they were unable to close that game out, but they were uh, they were able to close this one out uh, in particular because of their free throw shooting. 23 at 24 on the night, including 21 straight. Uh, to start the game, they didn't miss a free throw uh, until Aaron Wheeler missed the second of a two-shot attempt uh, with about 21 seconds to go. So you credit the free throw shooting for allowing them to uh, close it out. But you know, probably the overriding story line of this game was just the production from uh, the freshmen. You know, they they. They scored four of them. Ethan Morton didn't play, and he's not hurt. Uh, you know, Painter was trying to get him in the game a couple times, but uh, he was sticking with the guys that were out there on the court. Uh, so he didn't play. So the four freshmen um, ended up combining for 53 points of Purdue 75. Um, now, again, it, it's, it's Northwestern. Uh, you know, they've now lost nine in a row. Um, but I think... You know, it shows a couple things that their development up to this point uh, has been pretty good. And I think, you know, we've seen that on display. Um, Jaden Ivey was terrific in the first half offensively and defensively. Uh, He finished with a game high or career high 20 points, season high 20 points. Uh, But Zach Eady filled in nicely. Um, And, you know, Zach's game has just been progressing, you know, every, every time. Uh, and then with Travion in, in foul trouble, having four fouls there uh, in the second half, you know, Painter just he stuck with Edie because he was hitting his free throws. He was rebounding. Uh, he was doing everything that, you know, <laughs> Purdue wants him to do. And um, so, you, you know, he just stuck with him. And, yeah, I mean, the other, two, the other component is you get that late in the game. Um, you know, Travion's not the best free throw shooter. Um, and why not stick with Edie, who's who, who ended up eight for eight at the line? Um, and that, you know that that turned out to be a smart move. But uh, the fact that you know Painter trusted his freshman to close out that game um, again, I think that that shows um, you know the confidence he has in him. It shows the progress that they've made. Uh, you know, Brandon Newman had a had a really big three pointer as Northwestern was climbing back into it. Uh, you know, we talked about Ivy and you know his dunk, his steal. I mean, the whole sequence started when in the first half when he ha- he got his shot blocked. Uh, then he picked himself up off the ground, sprinted back on defense, uh, made a steal, and then headed headed toward the offensive end. And no one picked him up, and he just kept gaining momentum, more, more, more momentum, and you know no one stopped him in the lane, and he just he went down the middle, then you know positioned his body to the left a little bit, and then just slammed it down with his right hand. Um, it was it was quite a play. Uh, and then he you know he hit a three pointer uh, later that extended the lead to 13. Uh, late in the first half before Northwestern really got hot from three-point range. It hit four in the last 222 to, to make it a three-point game at halftime. 
but and then then you've got Mason Gillis. I mean, he showed uh, showed a lot of toughness tonight, not only with just how he played, but here's a guy that rolled his ankle um, in the second half, got up, limped to the other end of the floor. No, you know they didn't stop the game. He limped to the other end of the floor. You know, Purdue's running its offense, and he's just kind of hanging around the baseline. You know, Travion gets the ball a little bit up from the lower block, and Northwestern's not guarding, you know, Gillis. And, you know, Travion does a little dipsy-doo pass, and he scores a layup. Now, he, he, he does come out of the game a little bit. For a few seconds, I mean, I, I'm not sure it was a full minute. I'd have to look at the box score for sure, but I'm not sure it was a full minute before he had to go back in the game, and he did. Um, so, I mean, he showed a lot of toughness uh, in that game, but he also was big when uh, Purdue came out in the second half and Northwestern was paying a lot of attention to Ivy, which they should have, and... Uh, they hit him on a couple, uh, you know, three-pointers. You know, the defense migrated towards Ivy, and then Jaden just did the smart thing, got it to, to Gillis on the wing, and he hit back, he hit, hit a three-pointer, and they come down, did the same thing again, and hit another three-pointer. Um, so, uh, you know, the freshman did play a big role tonight on, on both ends of the floor, not just in the scoring department, but... Uh, they were huge when you know some of your your veteran players you know struggled a little bit offensively um and then you know as i mentioned travion was in foul trouble so he didn't i think he ended up playing 15 minutes uh but the production of of zach Eady and the others you know allowed you know allowed painter to keep him on the floor um it's not really anything new that we've seen, I mean, but the fact that they were on the floor late to close out the game, you know, I think is a significant step for this for this team. And you know, if Gillis gets consistent with his three-point shot, uh, that is really going to open up, I think, a lot more opportunities in this offense for everyone. Because um, if you have to. If you have to guard Ivy one-on-one and you can't bring any help, he, he's going to win those matchups. And he, you know he's going to fall to the floor a lot, but he's going to win those matchups. You know if you're not going if you're not going to bring any help to try to keep him out of the paint, then you know Ivy is is going to win. He just is going to win. He's quicker. You know he, he's strong. You know, he, he's, he's proven he can finish around the basket. He's finished. He can take take a hit and step up to the free throw line and make those plays. Um, but I, I think the key, the key to that and the key to really how successful Purdue's going to be, and it's not to put it on one guy, but, again, if Gillis can start hitting that three-pointer on a consistent basis... I, then you can't go double on Travion Williams. You can't go double on Ivy. You can't go double on Eric Hunter. I mean, they're just you just can't go you just can't go do that anymore, uh, and leave Gillis open. Now, you know, at some point, 
you do have to pick and choose how you're going to play Purdue, Purdue defensively. Um, just like Purdue has to pick and choose how they're going to play other teams defensively, and you have to live with the results. It's just a matter of how long you're going to live with the results. And if you go back to the first Minnesota game, you know, Painter was willing to live with the results of the non-shooters hitting three-pointers in the first half, thinking, okay, it can't, it's not going to, it just won't continue at that level. And it didn't. It uh, doesn't mean it won't when they play Thursday night, but it just it, it didn't continue at that level. And, you know, Gillis is going to fall into that category for an opponent. Can he continue to hit those three-pointers? And he's he was three for three tonight, and that makes him five of seven uh, in the last two home games. Uh, but I, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to, to hit those threes. Um and you know if he can again if he continues to step up and, and make those shots then um, you know Purdue Purdue's going to be well on its way to a pretty successful season um, and it's just going to open up other other aspects of, of the offense for for everyone else and then you know if he gets Stefanovic going which he will get going because he's too good of a shooter not to get going and then you've got and you've got some serious threats out on, on out on the perimeter that are that are hitting. Because you know, right now Stefanovic is your only consistent and productive three point shooter. You know, he leads the Big Ten, or he did coming into tonight, about forty six percent. You know, you take his numbers out of off Purdue, um, off the Purdue, and all of a sudden that their team percentage shrinks under thirty percent. So it's not a um, they ha- they haven't shot the three ball particularly well outside of Stefanovic. Even he's had nights when he struggled. Um, but if you can get some other guys like Gillis, and I you know I know the I know the fan base is still rooting for Aaron Wheeler to, to get it going, but um, you get some other guys doing that, that's gonna open up a lot of things. You know, defensively Purdue did a good job on Miller Cop. Uh, he only scored five points. He's you know averages thirteen and a half. You know, they had other guys step up and make some plays and hit some shots. But anytime you can, you kind of you can take the leading score, you know, out of the game, or not let him have his type of game, you know, that definitely that that bodes well in your favor. And that's what happened when Purdue played Minnesota with Marcus Carr. Uh, you know, Carr didn't. You know, he only had six points. He had he had four or five assists. He was still involved in the game, but he wasn't involved from a scoring standpoint. Um, and it will be curious to see Thursday uh, what happens, uh, how how Purdue plays Carr and how Carr comes out and plays the game. Is he going to come out in an attack mode and try just to get shots up because he was unsuccessful the last time, or you know what? Or are they just going to take what Purdue's defense gives them? Which will probably be the same thing that they gave them last time. So you know, it's a, it's kind of a it's not a you know quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround based on when the last time the two teams played. Because it's I think it's going to be just a couple weeks. It's still kind of fresh. But you know, Purdue did a Purdue did what it had to do tonight to win the game. 
uh, you know, the, the inbounds pass, uh, inbounds passing situation notwithstanding, um, you know, Purdue did struggle against the full court press, trying to get the ball in, um, you know, they finally did, but that, you know, that's, that's going to be a little bit of a concern and, you know, it's been a concern when, when teams have pressed them full court this year that Purdue has not handled that, uh, as well as it should have because of the, the number of guards that it has on the team. Um, so we'll see, you know, with, with the opponents that are coming up, first of all, are they capable of pressing Purdue to a point of turning them over? Um, and then, you know, how does how does Purdue handle that? But um, it was a good bounce-back win for, for Purdue, um, you know, against, you know, it, okay Northwestern team um you know Purdue had a chance maybe to put them away a couple times but you know just didn't do it you know whether that's youth still coming to the surface or just something else um but the the fact that they they did put a team away after not putting a team away uh you know is a positive sign um for, for them as they as they get going here in the month of February and the freshmen now have played a majority of 20 games um, and they should be in good shape as as Purdue inches toward the Big Ten tournament I mean they just they should be in good shape um, you know Purdue right now is tied for fifth uh, with Wisconsin both at eight and five uh, Purdue and the Badgers are going to play uh, in early March um, you know, the question now is can Purdue kind of sneak up and potentially get um, that number four seed where you get the double bye in the Big Ten tournament, which is always which is always a benefit. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they can get to that point because they, they, they lose out in tiebreakers with Illinois and Iowa and, and you know, even Rutgers, which is right behind them. But they do... They do have the, the, the big tiebreaker over Ohio State where they, they beat them twice. And, you know, that could come into play uh, for that for that number four spot. Even though Ohio State is being mentioned as a number one seed. Um, still a lot of games left in the Big Ten. Uh, but, you know, Purdue's in good shape, I think, for the Big Ten tournament. I think they're in really good shape uh, for the NCAA tournament. You know, I think the schedule uh, is in their favor. Uh, coming up, you know, they're, they're, they should get two games against Nebraska. Uh, and I know that, you know, they lost to Nebraska last year, but the, they should get two games against Nebraska. Um, you know, if they can win, you know, one of their, one or two of their three road games uh, where they're going to Minnesota, they go to Penn State, um, they go to Nebraska, uh, if they can win a couple of those, you know, especially Minnesota and Penn State, you know that helps in the in the in the uh, computer rankings. Um, you know they'll be in really really good shape for the NCAA tournament, and it's just a matter, of, you know, playing for seed at that point. And you know Purdue's probably, you know, Purdue would have to do some special things here in the month of February to climb into a a top 16 seed type of situation. Um, but there's no reason 
not to think that they can't be, you know, maybe five, six, you know, seven. Uh, I think in that range when you get to the NCAA tournament. But you know, they just continue to play, play, play better. Uh, turnovers um, were not a huge, you know, problem um, in this game. But you know, that's something I, you know, I feel like they really have to keep an eye on. Uh, that I don't think they're they're going to be comfortable in the turnover department uh, the rest of the year. I, I think uh, you know it's something that's really it's just going to hang over their head the rest of the year. It's just how, how they manage it. Uh, but overall, a good win uh, for Purdue. As, as I mentioned, a good bounce back win. They, they you know they needed to maybe have a game like this where they needed to close it out, whether it be hitting free throws or or doing some other things to kind of wash the the taste out of uh, Tuesday's loss at, at Maryland. Uh, well, it's another snowy evening, like the Minnesota, after the Minnesota game, but not, uh, the snow is not as uh, heavy, <laughs> both in accumulation and in um, the type of snow. It's more of a fluffy snow tonight, so, you know, hopefully, um, getting home won't be a problem there'll be less accidents on on the roads uh, but yeah another another night of snow to deal with after a Purdue basketball game uh, it's kind of just it's the way it's the way it works in Indiana I guess anyway appreciate you stopping by uh, as again is said Purdue back in action Thursday uh, going to Minnesota you know Kind of a big game for Purdue, I think, just to to get a road win against a, a team that plays really well at home, has beaten a lot of good teams at home. Um, you know, if Purdue could go in there and get a win, uh, really, I think, really boost their uh, their computer standings. Uh, you know, when you start looking at the metrics for the NCAA tournament, but you know, they're going to have to, you know, keep Marcus Carr in check and also. Uh, Liam Robbins in check, uh, and also figure out a way to, you know, to generate enough offense and continue to rebound the ball well. But, you know, I think this team continues to improve and show a lot of promise and a lot of progress. And, uh, you know, bottom line is you probably should just sit back and enjoy it because, um, you know, you'll want more next year based on who's coming back and uh, who's coming in. You're going to want a lot more next year. But, you know, just kind of sit back and enjoy what's happening right now because, um, you know, this team, you know, does a lot of things well, and uh, and they continue to and they continue to improve, and I think that's 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 the key part. All right, well, we appreciate you stopping by, uh, and be safe if you're out traveling, and uh, we'll be back with another podcast uh, next week. Uh, hopefully. Uh, full of information and other things. I make no promises, though. Alrighty. Have a good day. Thank you.